Welcome to another episode of 6-Minute Monday, where I give you six tips and tricks to make you more efficient in the weight room, the boardroom, and on a football field. Tip number one, the exercise that I'm experimenting with. So I was at a hotel gym about two weeks ago. As you can probably guess, there wasn't much in this hotel gym. Being who I am and always being paranoid about these situations, I uh, I brought my elite FTS band with me. They did have up to 50-pound dumbbells, and I did want to work back. So I took the band. I wrapped one end around the dumbbell rack. I, ran the other e- I wrapped the other end around the dumbbell. And then what I did was I performed bent-over rows with band resistance, but not the typical band resistance that pulls you up and up and down. This was band resistance pulling me left and right. So as I'm moving the weight up and down, I'm standing parallel to the dumbbell rack, and the band is trying to pull the dumbbell back to the to the barb to the dumbbell rack. So now it's going left and right. It really added a whole new level of complexity to the lift. And what I also did to make it a little harder was I did the, the movements, the rows up and down in an OCOM fashion. So four to six seconds up, four to six seconds down. So innovation loves constraint. I hate working out in hotel gyms, but I love it at the same time because scenarios like that really force you to think outside the box. And uh, it's a whole new workout that I hadn't thought about, but loved every second of it. Okay, tip number two. The exercise tip of the week. So before you are about to squat, one of the best things that you can do is make a big, fat stomach. This will allow you to brace more. It sets a nice foundation to have that load load either on your back or uh, in front on your chest, depending on how you're squatting, front squatting, back squatting, goblet squatting, etc. doesn't matter. It's a really nice platform, and it helps you own the weight. Helps you own the weight. A quick side note, maybe a bonus tip. I've noticed that from RPR, Reflexive Performance Reset, I am now able to expand the capacity of my stomach. I'd say maybe twice as big, one and a half as times as big as it was before. The reason I couldn't do that is because my musculature was so bound up just from living the way I was living and doing this RPR. It's really loosened things up. It's allowed me a wider range of motion, particularly in my stomach. So, uh, Just something else, something cool to think about. Okay, thing number three, the quote that I am thinking about. This one came from Mike Leach. He said, cluttered minds make slow legs. Cluttered minds make slow legs. I originally heard him say this during a DVD I was watching, where he was saying he was trying to add confusion to defenses by having multiple formations and motions. And he said the more they were thinking about this, the slower their defensive players were going to be. Or if they had to think about, am I going to cover this guy in the zone, on my zone, or am I going to track this guy on man? Essentially, the more you make them think, the slower they're going to work. He said it again at this conference that I was at in Boston. It was an MIT data analytics conference. And they were asking him, how much of the information of the data your sports scientists collect do you give your players? And he said, hardly any. They said, why? And once again, he said, cluttered minds make slow legs. I love that. As coaches, we try and uh, give our guys way too much information. They just stand there frozen in space. Let's just let them work on their habits. Let's just work them, let them move and fast, let move fast and play football. Okay, thing number three, same conference, same conference. So, sorry, it's thing number four, actually. It's the the book slash TV show I'm watching and what I learned. Well, this wasn't a book or a TV show. I'm at the conference, I'm there, and they're talking to these data scientists, and they say to the data scientists, hey, what is making you collect the data that you collected? You know, you're just bored and you decide to pull all this data and you found something? What's the best way to do this? How'd you come up with these studies that you came up with? And they said, no, we didn't just pull data. We didn't just randomly come up with studies. There were problems that interested us 
in our specific sport, whatever it was. So it was, sometimes it was baseball, sometimes it was hockey. So first and foremost, the people actually liked the sport they were involved with. Secondly, there was a problem or something that interested them, like a what if. What if this happened? Or what impact does that make? So they had this question that they asked themselves, and then they pulled the data to either confirm their thought or deny their thought. So essentially, they were going in not saying, look, I'm going to pull the data that's going to prove my answer. They went in with an open mind that said, I'm going to pull the data with an open mind to say it's either going to prove or disprove the theory that I had. So I think it's great. I know a lot of people want to collect data for data's sake, but really start with a problem and then pull the data that's either going, that's really going to support the right answer, not the one that you want, but the right answer. Okay, thing number five. Thing number five, my uh, productivity tip. So if you are writing an email to anyone, most people view your email as spam. So the longer does not make it the better. One way I like to think about it is, and I've heard this is a pretty cool thing, write your email as if you were paying a translator to translate every single word for you. Imagine there was a $10 fee for every word that you wrote and someone needed to, tr to with that $10 fee, they would translate your email into another language. So now you'd be really careful about the words that you used. You would have a real economy of words. Again, remember, most people look at your email as spam. It's one of a hundred emails they're getting. They're probably deleting anything everyway. anyway. So don't just write this long, gaudy email. Make it as concise as possible don't put a lot of uh, long words in there, or big words. Nobody cares, right? Get it done. Make it simple. People will actually read your email, and then maybe they'll do something with it. Okay, the last thing, the, the weirdest thing that I saw in the gym. This also happened in the gym in Boston. So we're in a, I'm in a Marriott. I'm in the gym. It's next to a pool. There's a security guard doing rounds in the pool. I am doing RPR. For those of you not familiar with RPR, what it essentially involves is you are violently rubbing certain parts of your body. And one of the first movements is you are running your, your sternum. You're going up and down your sternum, and you're going up and down your ribcage. So I'm doing this. I'm in my belly breathing. I'm kind of in the zone. Some security guard rushes through the door. Are you all right, man? I said, yeah, I'm fine. He said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought you were having a heart attack. I was about to call the ambulance. So, uh... The guy thought I was having a heart attack I was, as I was doing RPR, and then I, I look over to my wife, my, my wife, <laughs> I look over to my right, and there is my wife working out sorely, once again, disappointed in me and the crazy things that I do in public, and she said you should really do that in the privacy of your own home. All right, people, hope you enjoyed the six-minute Monday. Enjoy the rest of the week. Stay safe.